that you just have to realize that you are a badass engineer or scientist or you work in technology and construction and you own it and you deserve to be treated right and you deserve to do the best you can in your career and in order to do that you need the support and people around you who can lift you up not drag you down that is fundamental welcome to not your forever job the show that gives you tools ideas and inspiration to forge your own path and find fulfillment in your career whilst aiming for success each week we dive into what it means to have a career that counts focusing on people in science tech and engineering i'm Haley loren an engineer turned presenter and career coach and this episode is about how to know when it's time for a job change today's episode is such an important topic figuring out when to know it's time for a job change is really difficult and I know this because I spent years in the wrong role because I kind of stuck my head in the sand and I really don't want that for you because it's important that we take control of our lives you need to take control of your life and you need to be honest with yourself because otherwise you're just living your life for somebody else and really that means that you could wake up in 10 years time and look back and think well what have I done with my life you know who has this been for has this been me or has this been for somebody else. You're essentially living somebody else's dreams, not yours. So I want to start things off with thinking about why you might stay in the wrong job. And then I'll look at some of the ways you can tell if it's time for a change. So if you're in a place where you feel uncertain or unsure, and you're kind of deciding, oh, should I stay? Should I go? I, I, I don't really know. Then this episode is for you. Okay, so there are lots of reasons why people stay in the wrong job. Um, and I'm just going to go over um, a few of these. So a major one is actually loyalty. So if you've been with a company for a very long time, if you've gone through a grad scheme, or maybe you've um, done a PhD or an NGD as part of the university, then you get this sense of loyalty. Um, and mixed in with that, you might have friends and there's this camaraderie involved. And then the idea of leaving might set off this feeling of guilt. So you might feel that um, you might feel obliged to stay or you might feel guilty about leaving. Um, another reason is that there's this sense of fear of failing. Um, so you might end up failing if you look at going somewhere else or maybe you feel like you're not good enough and nobody would want to actually hire you so there's this real feeling and fear of the unknown whether that's talking to people you don't know or having to do a job offer or having to do assessments and things a big thing that always held me back was this idea that A, I wasn't a real engineer because people used to tell me that and mainly because I used to do biology. I did biology at university to begin with, and then I transitioned into engineering. So there are a lot of jokes where I used to work about not being a real engineer. And, you know, that kind of drags you down after a while. And then mixed in with that, there was this fear that I wasn't very good at maths. So if I tried to do any formal assessments, then I wouldn't be able to actually succeed in them and I would fail. So before I even allowed myself to try, I kind of just assumed that I would fail or that I wasn't good enough and there'll be people who are better than me. So you might have limiting beliefs yourself. So limiting belief is basically something that you believe about yourself that holds you back. It limits you from what you're truly capable of. So mine was, I'm not a real engineer. Somebody else's might be, 
I'm not good enough at maths or I'm not originally a structural engineer or I've never learnt that particular type of coding. There's a lot of things that we believe about ourselves which just aren't necessarily true. Another reason why people stay is because they're comfortable. You know where you are, you know the people you work with, you know your job, you know what you're doing, so it's very comfortable. You're sitting nicely in your cocoon of comfort in your comfort zone. And the idea of leaving just, it, it could feel like a lot of effort, where you just can't be bothered because, you know, well, why leave? You've got, it's okay, you've got a decent amount of money and, you know, you know the people and, you know, it's not that bad and the commute's not too bad and things like that. But come on, who wants to live their life like that? If you're listening to this episode, then I'm guessing that you don't want to live your life like that. You want to be the best that you can be because you only have one life. I know it's cheesy, the YOLO, you only have one life. Is that what it is? Um, But let's be honest, it's true. Do you really want to look back when you're on your deathbed, thinking at your life and going, wow, didn't I sit in my comfort zone? No, you want to get out there and really do something that pushes you and challenges you and, and be the best and explore and find out what you're truly capable of. Another reason why people stay in their jobs is because of their situation. And this is quite a valid one but it's still linked to limiting belief. So a big one is visas. So a lot of my friends have have come to the UK and the company has, um, they've got a, a visa essentially based on the company that they're with. And there's this belief that they're trapped because they can't um, go anywhere else. And I understand that it's difficult and I've had so many conversations about this, but the thing that always happens and the question that I always ask is, well, have you have you tried? Because there's this initial statement that happens of people saying, oh, I can't go anywhere because of my visa. And then I ask them, well, have you tried? Have you applied for jobs? Have you done research? And the answer is usually, well, no, because I just know that I won't be able to get a job. How? How do you know? (laughs) How do you know that you won't get a job? You're making an assumption based on your situation. And exactly, and the exact same thing happens with master's degrees or um, degrees in general. Usually when you do a master's degree or any other qualification with a company, there might be something in your contract that says, if you leave within a year or two years, then you have to pay back the full sum of your master's. So a lot of people, and I had this belief in my head as well, that I would need to pay back however much the master's cost, which is a lot of money and I can't afford that. So there's no point in applying for jobs. But I can tell you that through meeting so many different people, that there are companies that will happily pay for your master's degree. If there is, um, if they like you, if they think that you are worth the investment, they are happy to pay off what you would have to pay the previous company. And that has happened to people that I know. So again, you can't let your situation hold you back. Yes, it adds a a level of complexity, but it's your choice. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm trapped, the truth is that you're not trapped. You're just choosing to stay because it's more effort to have to go and find a company that would be happy to cover your visa or the, the cost of your master's degree. So I think you would need to be honest with yourself about your your situation. And it could be that you, it could be that you just need to be patient. 
And your decision is, you know what, I'm going to stay here because I don't want to apply for other jobs yet. I'm going to wait until after my master's and after I don't need to pay it off anymore. That's great. But you need to know that it's a choice that you're doing that. So it is not true that you are trapped in that situation. Another reason why people stay is, uh, I don't know if you've heard this phrase, better the devil you know. It's something that um, my dad used to say sometimes. And in some elements, it makes sense because it's essentially saying that it's better that you know the negatives of something rather than just randomly going off and thinking that something will be better only to then find out that something's worse. So it's kind of similar to the grass isn't always greener. So better the devil you know is essentially saying that, well, yeah, your job might suck, but it might suck less than something else. And I really disagree with this statement, really disagree, because the thing is, you don't know, you don't know. And yes, it might end up being worse, but you also don't know if it's going to end up being better. So you're essentially holding yourself back and, and keeping yourself stuck in a difficult situation that you're not enjoying, purely because it might be worse somewhere else. I mean, that is a very risk averse attitude to life. And if you go around thinking that, then you're not going to do anything. You would literally stay in the job you're in forever. So the next one I want to mention is that feeling stuck and trapped is a very difficult place to be in. So I do want to just point out that I understand that it's hard. So if you are in this place of feeling stuck, it comes with a lot of negative energy and thoughts and this feeling that there's no way out and it feels impossible. And you might be saying like, oh, but Haley, you just, you don't understand. You don't, there's this and there's this and you don't get it. My boss is like this and this person's like this and yeah. But the thing is that that is all like the day-to-day -day mess of your job. And day-to-day -day mess happens everywhere. Challenge happens everywhere in life. The difference is that you're feeling negative about it all and you're in this rut and you feel like there's no way out. And then that negativity you put on other people and all of the situations. And yes, it's true that your boss might be annoying and it's frustrating and it's difficult and there's lots of things that are happening to you which are really, really horrible. But you have to recognize that there is a lot of mindset involved with the feeling of being trapped. And I know this myself because I was trapped for a very long time. So I'm not judging you here. I'm saying that I've been there and I get it and I know exactly my mindset at the time and I believed that it was everybody else's fault and it wasn't my own or that it was situational why I was there and that I couldn't get myself out of it. But as soon as I switched that and realised that I was actually in control of the situation, that's when things started to happen. So I want you to go and listen to episode six which is what to do if you're feeling trapped in your job, if you are feeling like that, because I do give you some pointers in there about how to look after yourself and how to move through that, because I understand that it is such a difficult position to be in. So there's three more reasons that I just want to cover. Firstly, there's this idea that you don't know what's out there. So one thing that I hear often is, oh, yeah, I'd love to leave, but I just don't know what's out there. I just don't know what's out there. And this statement, again, is something that's more about mindset. Why do you not know what's out there? It's because you've not done the research. You've not looked You've not sat down and gone on LinkedIn. You've not gone and had conversations. 
you've not looked on Google. Not knowing something is not an excuse. It's, I'm sorry to say, and I say this to myself too, because believe me, I, I have used this excuse before. This is essentially being lazy. It's basically saying, I don't know what's out there. And to be honest, I can't really be bothered to find out. So I'm just going to stay where I am. Again, if you look back on your deathbed at that kind of attitude, how would you feel? You would think, well, you know, I, I, if I can't even be bothered to go off and do research to find out what's out there, then how am I going to go off and do what I want and have a really successful and well-rounded career? Not knowing what's out there. Yes, I agree. That is a barrier, but you can get over that barrier. How do you get over that barrier? You do the research, you put the work in, and it might take you a week to know what's out there. It might take you a couple of months. It might take you a year. It might take you a couple of years, depending on what you're looking at. But the truth is that you have a phone. You have all of the resources that you need at your fingertips. So not knowing what's out there is just an excuse. Sorry to say, <laughs> I'm being a bit blunt now. What comes with that though, and I've heard this before, now you're saying, yes, but Hayley, there's just, I don't know what's out there, but there's so much. Like, where do I even start? And this is where overwhelm and analysis paralysis comes in because essentially there are so many options for you so many options of careers out there that you don't even know where to start it's too much it becomes huge so then you end up doing nothing because the mountain seems too big so the only way that you can get over that is by breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. So just brainstorm all of the options that you have and then just each week focus on one at a time. That's it, it's just like walking. Take one step at a time, that's all you can do. But I get it, I feel overwhelmed too. When I was thinking about starting this podcast, I thought, oh my goodness, I need to create this podcast. And it felt like this huge, enormous thing. Um, and it is when you think of achieving that in one go. But the reality is that there are so many steps involved. If you break it down and just do one a day, then eventually you end up sitting here talking to you and putting out an episode. So it's about managing the overwhelm and moving through it. And the last one that I want to mention is being a perfectionist and procrastinating over things like your CV or not wanting to apply for something because you don't have everything on the job description or not feeling like you have exactly the right qualifications for something before you leave. Perfectionism is something that I think is within a lot of people now and I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> I joke um, I call myself, and it's really difficult. But perfection isn't possible. You cannot be perfect. So why are you setting your bar at something that is completely unachievable? And that's the only way that I managed to get over it. I managed to think, well, if I want something perfect, or want something to be perfect, then I'm not going to do anything. Because I'm not perfect, I know I'm not perfect, so I'm never going to be perfect and anything I do won't be perfect. <laughs> so you're kind of losing, you're just shooting yourself in the foot, aren't you? You're essentially setting yourself up for failure. So the only way that I've managed to move through it is by essentially lowering my bar. And I know that if, as for a perfectionist, I get that you might be thinking, oh, I can't lower my bar. Um, and uh, I really, I really understand where you're coming from because you're a perfectionist. So why would you lower your bar? But honestly, oh my goodness, it's so liberating when you do. It's like, oh, I messed up. 
okay, fine. <laughs> like, how nice is that? If you just mess up and it's fine. It is very, very liberating. So I can highly recommend trying to overcome perfectionism. So now that we've looked at some of the reasons why people might stay in the job or why you might be in your job, and you might have been able to relate to some of the things that, um, that I brought up, now we're going to talk about, well, how do you know that it's time for a job change? And there's seven things that I want to go over here that will flag up that maybe you are not in the right situation anymore. And if something uh, resonates with you, I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to think, ah, oh, I need to like solve this problem and start applying for jobs straight away because you don't. What I want you to do is to take a step back and breathe and go, okay, great, fine. This is good to know. And just that's it. And I have a feeling anyway that deep down you already know the answer. Otherwise you wouldn't have clicked on this podcast episode. But let's go through some of these. Okay, so the first way to know is that you feel exhausted and low and ill or either one of those. So if you're waking up and you don't have that much energy or you feel low and you feel negative or you get ill quite often, usually it's our way of our body telling us that something is wrong. So essentially you might be pushing down emotion or you might be trying to ignore how you really feel or stick your head in the sand about your situation. And what that does is it comes out in your body through exhaustion and illness. And actually when I was at the height of being a perfectionist and ignoring myself. Um, and before I had my breakdown, I came out in all of these rashes all over my arms and I had no idea what it was. I went to the doctors, they couldn't tell me what it was. They said it was a stress rash. And I said, stress? Ha! I'm, I'm amazing, I'm great. No, I'm not stressed. <laughs> How wrong I was. Um, but usually it's a, it's a way that your body tells you that something's wrong. So really take notice of that. Be honest with yourself. Have you been ill recently? Don't blame it on coronavirus because the thing is, is that when you're in a good place, even though you might catch a cold, it's not as bad. Since I basically stopped doing all of the stuff I didn't like and I've started doing what I do like and focused more on myself, I don't get ill as much. And I used to get ill all the time. I used to be such an ill person. I was always that person that had the cold at work and then had another cold and then caught somebody else's cold. So I really believe that how we feel in our heads comes out in our bodies. So ex exhaustion, feeling low or getting ill. Number two, and this can be quite a fun one too, but <laughs> it's a really good sign, um, or not a good sign, it's a telling sign. And this is daydreaming or thinking random thoughts about other jobs. So you might have randomly thought, oh, I'm going to go move to Australia or, oh, I'm going to go do that. When we jump between thoughts and have random daydreams and thoughts about other jobs, usually it means that there is something wrong where you are and you're not being honest or clear with yourself about what that might be. And what usually happens is you might have these dreams or these thoughts in energetic bursts. So you might have this fantastic idea. Oh, I'm going to do this now. And then it's not such a good idea. And then you go back into your day-to-day -day usual feeling of negativity. And then another thought comes in. And then you go back to your usual negative thought again. And I notice this pattern 
in in myself every February I would essentially have this great new idea about what I wanted to do and then for the rest of the year I'll just sink back into um, the motions and firefighting and my day-to-day job so don't think that there's anything wrong with it just use it as a signal and a sign that maybe it is time for a change or that you need to start looking at your situation and where you are number three is that you're not learning anything new or you feel like you're stagnating. So this is kind of linked to your comfort zone a little bit. So you might already be aware that you, you know your job isn't really fulfilling you anymore. You don't feel like you're learning anything new and you've kind of reached the peak of it. Yet you might have fear around the idea of actually looking for another job because it's comfortable where you are and that makes sense. But if you're not learning then you're not moving forward. And it is so important to to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Or at least, I want to backtrack here actually, and say that it is okay to be in your comfort zone and to not learn anything new if, if you are consciously choosing that. Because some people do not aspire to doing massive things or working up the company. That is fine. You don't need to be thinking, oh, I want to be the MD or something like that. You might find a level that you're really content with and you're happy with. But the important thing is that you do that from a place of awareness rather than from a place of fearing anything else. So there is quite a big difference between the two. So you've got to make a a decision now if this is resonating with you. If you're feeling like you're not learning anything new, would you be happy looking back on your deathbed if you essentially stayed where you are now? Or would you have wanted yourself to go off and do something different and to step outside of your comfort zone again? That is your choice. Number four is that you might be feeling like you're not supported you're isolated or that the company just doesn't care about you and this is quite a sad one because it might be that you like the idea of your job and what you do day to day but essentially the people that you work with or the culture or the way that the company is set up just means that you feel alone and like nobody gives two shits about you basically and that isn't great and not every company is great at supporting their staff but I want you to know that there are companies out there who are good at it. There will be a job out there where you are doing something similar to what you're doing where you have a better boss and more support and I know that's true because I've seen it happen to so many people and right now it's just about understanding that you deserve better, that you deserve to feel supportive and like somebody actually cares about you and cares about your progression and wants to train you and actually cares when they're doing your appraisal. This is all what you deserve. So you have expertise and energy that you put into your work and there are other companies out there who would love to have you and I know that you might not believe it right now but it is true they are out there what you need to do is essentially do the work to find them and that might feel like a lot of effort when you're firefighting and you've and you've got your your day-to-day um, work to do but this is essentially about your self-worth it's kind of like you know when you're in a bad relationship and you kind of stay in a bad relationship for a while and then you're like oh god I deserve better do I deserve better no I deserve better and then you finally break away and you break up with that person it's kind of like that that you just have to realize 
that you are a badass engineer or scientist or you work in technology and construction and you own it and you deserve to be treated right and you deserve to do the best you can in your career and in order to do that you need the support and people around you who can lift you up not drag you down that is fundamental okay so we've got two more so number six is that what you do in your job or the company itself doesn't align with your beliefs your principles or your why so why you want to get up every day and do work. And this is an important one because if you don't believe in the company, then essentially there's no higher purpose to what you do. You're just pushing paper or doing calculations or looking at your screen. And that's quite empty. I mean, it's fine if you literally need cash and money and it's quite a luxury really to be able to think about, oh, my purpose and my beliefs and principles. But the world is moving towards that now. It's so important. And I think as new generations come through, we're more conscious about the planet. We're more conscious about how we live our lives and how we're helping other people. And if you're part of a company that believes the same things as you, then it means that every single day your job has more meaning. And it's so incredibly important. So I've got an episode on this, um, which is episode three, called How to Find Fulfillment and Purpose in Your Career. So definitely go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And this will give you understanding about why you do what you do and how you can figure that out. So the last one, which is a complete telltale sign, is that when you look around your company and you look at your bosses and other people that you work with, there is nobody that you aspire to be. And this is a big one. If you're looking around, if can you picture yourself as your boss in 20 years time or however however long? Is there anybody in the company that you would say, oh, I would love to be them or to do their job? If there's not, then you're in the wrong place. And it's true, you're just in the wrong place. And you can also tell this if when you're at work, you don't feel like you. If you feel like a shell, now it's true that, um, you know, when you're at work, you might not be your whole self. And I've had this conversation with some of my friends where they say, oh, I'm a very different person at, at work to who I am elsewhere. And I understand that is true in, in some sense. But if you're having to completely pretend to be somebody else, or if you don't feel like you fit in, or you just feel like you're a shell of you, and there's nobody who you relate to or get on with or connect with, and there's nobody you aspire to be, then you are a diamond sitting in the wrong place. And it might feel that you're the odd one out, and this is what happened to me, so I really get this. You might feel like you are the absolute odd one out, because everybody around you feels like they fit it, they fit in, and but you just don't feel that and you don't know why and you feel like you're alone and there's something wrong with you or that you're a failure or everything's just hard and you're having to kind of climb up this hill pushing a boulder up a hill I think is the phrase if it's just really difficult and you're in that sort of situation it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you it just means that you haven't found your place you haven't found your people you haven't found your company or what you really truly are here for You are not a failure, you are a diamond and you are strong, my friend. And it's just about cultivating what you have and finding where you 
long. And now I sound like a Disney movie because I'm pretty sure that every single Disney movie is based on that sort of storyline of being somewhere, being an outsider and then overcoming something and then finding where you belong. But it's so true. So there's two things, two actions that I want you to take. The first one is to go back and listen to episode three if you haven't already, which is how to decide your career direction in science, tech and engineering. And number two, and to be honest, this is um, probably more important, is that I have got a free course happening right now as we speak called How to Get Clear and Confident in Your Engineering Career. And there is time for you to catch up. We are having an amazing time. There are people already having breakthroughs and making incredible process um, progress. And I really want you to be a part of that. So if you're not a part of that, then go to hayleytheren.com forward slash free course. If you are on the course already, then you're amazing. You are doing so well. Keep going. Um, we're nearly at the end and I'm having such an amazing time. Thank you for joining me this week. I will speak to you next time. Bye.